Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. You're listening to a message from the Mackinac, bringing you the very best from the vast collection of camps preached by healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Today's message is from Strive Lawfully for a Megachurch Camp, preached in Winneba, Ghana, in 1998. It is titled, The Laws of a Shepherd. Dag Heward Mills teaches us the types of hardness that a good shepherd has to endure in trying to advance in life and ministry. The hardness of a shepherd is directly proportional to the number of things he can accomplish for God. After listening, you'll discover the 15 areas that require hardness in order for you to accomplish much for God. You'll be encouraged to not choose to do what is easy, but rather what is challenging in order to experience great breakthroughs. It's only when you are willing to do the hard things that you'll move ahead rapidly as an effective minister of the gospel. Let's listen to today's teaching. These are laws which concern you as a shepherd. Number one, who you are is more important than what you say or do. Who you are is more important than what you say or do. That is law number one. That concerns you, the individual. Now, what do I mean by that? You see, you must realize that Everything emanates from who you are. Really. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, you shall know them or who they are by their fruits. So, who you are, what you are actually, which is a tree of righteousness or goodness or mercy, is actually what causes you to do certain things amen Amen. so being something is more important than trying to do something being a righteous person is more important than telling people to be righteous being personally educated spiritual 
personally reading. You see, this whole camp is directed at you being a better human being. Personally, that's what it's trying to do. It's not trying to get you to do certain things. It's trying to let you, the human being, be a different person. Because who you are is more important than what you are saying or what you are doing. If I see you investing in yourself spiritually and I see you investing in yourself academically, I am happy. Uh, I saw a young man. Where is he? Talent. Where is talent? Right there. Talent. Good. Sit down. I'm going to tell them all about you. This gentleman went to Bible school and uh, I saw him again just I think last week and I was interviewing him concerning our IPTP program. And he said to me, I asked him, what is he doing with his life? And he said to me, he was doing an accounting course. And then I said, very good. Go ahead and continue. Amen. Amen. Even though I would like to send him now and say, go and start a church somewhere or go and maybe try to pastor or do the work of God somewhere, I have learned from experience that if the human being is a better human being in certain regards, it's more important than even what the person is saying or trying to do. Because you will be saying certain things, then after a while, you will find out that you are undoing all that you have said and done because you are not built to withstand the test of time personally. So when somebody tells me he's learning accounting, I'm very happy for him. And he tells me that he's doing a course and he's going to school. You see, Kwame Nkrumah believed in the importance of education. He felt that if the Ghanaians were educated people, then this nation has a future. That was his vision and his dream. And that is why he invested and set up this place we are here. was built by Kwame Nkrumah. Kwame Nkrumah's statue used to be over there. If you look outside there, you see a little platform there, and that is Kwame Nkrumah. Reverend Saki was here when they were pulling down Kwame Nkrumah's statue over there in 1966, I believe. He was four years old in this town. When Kwame Nkrumah was overthrown, this place used to be called Kwame Nkrumah Ideological Institute. He believed in education. He believed in investing. That's why he set up Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology so that we will have scientists and technologists in the nation. And it is so true. A country filled with scientists, technologists, doctors, lawyers, pharmacists, planners, engineers. Look at that. That was his... He he felt that instead of rushing to try and build... Uh, this and that and that and that and that which he also did but instead of doing that let us invest in the human beings when they are better human beings Ghana has a better future 
human resources call it whatever you want to call it that's the reality so when i see a shepherd i would like to tell you tomorrow oh come full time prissy mary come full time now but i feel that you are a better person if you go to university and you finish your university course before you ever think of coming full time that university course that you go and do may help you to stand properly because of the understanding that you have in the ministry because the ministry will test you to test your character to test your very essence who you are more important than other things that is why i want you to read newspapers christian books how many books a year please next year when we come for shepherd's camp and i ask how many books have you read between this camp and last camp the next camp don't say i read only one i read only two i couldn't read because it's so vital thank god when you have a government which does not understand education they are spoiling the country oh yeah when they don't understand education they are spoiling the country yeah because the education is the investment into the human being and that is why we are here at the shepherd's camp i am investing in you and making you by the holy ghost and by the grace of god into more i mean invested in shepherds who are people who have been invested in time and the word as you can see that i'm preaching constantly i'm talking i'm sharing things endlessly we will never finish all these things that are, i have to share there's no way that we'll finish i have more things to share with you we have about seven groups of laws and we are on number two <laughs> amen are you understanding what i'm saying yes because and as i preach the devil told me don't waste your time but you see he was lying he was lying to me before the camp but the preaching and teaching is very very important that is why we are gathered here just shepherds and you see that how this place is charged and full of human beings amen amen who you are who you are if you are a good person it's more important than you're going to start a church if you are a good person and you are really deep the church will by all means come on the church will by all means come on because if you are going to bear much fruit many branches you have to be a big solid tree that is why i want you to have bible study yourself yeah, yeah. no not you the one behind yeah just to the wall who you are is more important than what you are saying and doing that is why our full-time seminary is three years someone says let them stop after one year and go and start church no it's more important for them to be more qualified more educated it's important better it's better why is a university have courses for four years why is that medicine seven years law six years or four years or five years amen why because who you are is more important a person who is seasoned tested tried examined 
gone for lectures, sit in the room like this, it's having an effect, even just to be here. Some of you have not had that discipline. You need the discipline, even to stay awake. And you see that certain people are more capable of staying alert and writing notes. And others feel that, you know, maybe they don't even feel it, but they don't even know. It's like, Chale, I mean, we are etowo, etowo. Chale, I'm trying to instill something, discipline. All that university taught me was discipline. Because I had to stay up. Look, in 1986, I stayed awake every night for six continuous whole weeks. I slept in the afternoon. Every afternoon, I slept from 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And I did all night. Every day, I didn't sleep in a night. Dr. Nosh was sleeping on my bed. Go and ask him if I'm lying. He'll tell you. He was, he was coming had come from America or England or Intercalate or something. And he, was, he was the one using my room because I didn't have a room. He would sleep there, and I would be walking up and down, memorizing Dracunculus medinensis. This thing, this and that, worms, spiders, uh, 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 what do you call scorpions, every kind of animal and worm and fly, I was memorizing them. Drugs, side effects, causes, this, pathology, microbiology. Fish, I, mean, I was learning MB3. That's why I taught my class. I was number one alone over there. Amen. And I learned discipline. It takes something. That is why today I can stay in my room. Anybody who has lived in my house with me can tell you that I can go into my study and I'll be in the room from the morning until the evening. I'll be there alone. You don't know what I'm doing. And I'm not sleeping. I can be just in the room alone. A lot of people, if you go into the room after one hour, it's actually here. This thing there, I can't be here. I mean, what I, I mean, I'm going mad. Some of you will go mad if you are. But you see, it takes discipline to stay in one place and to invest in yourself and soak in the word and pray and fast and wait on God. It takes something to be able to pray. It takes something. And it is all this training and investment to be able to stay, to be tired, but you are doing it. To, be, to, to have the difficult, but you are still pressing on. It takes something. That's what we learn in school. And it takes something to go on in the ministry. I was talking to one of our pastors. He told me now, he has about 35 people every Sunday morning. 35 people come. And he's so happy. And I remember when he had only one person. One Sunday he came to church. Everybody didn't come. Only one woman came. And she sat in the church. Praise the Lord. Amen. He preached to her. One person. He took offering. Did everything. He has struggled for years before 30 people have 35 people now every Sunday at least 35 human beings will be there it takes stamina and discipline and concentration and determination to continue he said that day when he preached only one person came he went to him he lay in the bed totally defeated and deflated it will actually deflate you I said it will deflate you but it takes something inside I have fought every kind of odds as a medical student. That's what God was teaching me. Kappa, stamina, opposition. I have stood outside. I remember one time I stood outside the door on the medical, medical wall, on the second or fourth floor. And I stood there and I heard my lecturer telling, telling somebody that those, that guy and his people, he, he will see at the final exam. 
I, his name is in my Bible here. If after church you come and I'll show you. I prayed a special sound for him. And finally, when the exam time came, I couldn't believe my I said, God, have you not heard my prayer? God said, I've heard your prayer. I was assigned to him. When it was exam short case, surely I went to him. And God knew that he would deliver me from this man. He's the person who said, I will tremble when I come. I will see. We are not serious. Six months, they will do extra. But God delivered me. I passed all the exam, the short case, the essays, MCQs, long case, all high marks. Only when I went to that man, then I came down just about, I think about 50. And when they went for the exam, the this exam analysis, they questioned him. That why? This student did well. All oh, here, only here. Only when he came to your place. You had planned evil plans for him. But in spite of everything that he did, I came out at the end of the day and I was free. Amen. Ministry is something intensive. How many want to be ministers? Lift your hand if you want to be a minister. God is going to make you into a minister. And who you are is more important than what you are saying and doing now. God is trying to build you up. Your spirit, your heart, your mind, your soul is building. That's a law. What you are, who you are, is more. That's why I want you to have quite a... If you are a Bible-studying Christian, a reading Christian, an educated person, someone who prays, someone who has a good character, you are more valuable than somebody who is just standing and saying, yeah, that is why people say, oh, Bishop, I'm with you forever. Oh, since I came to this church, I've heard things I've never heard before. You are, you, are, you are the anointed man that I'm going to follow until I die. Just give him three weeks. He'll be coming with another story. God has spoken to me. When you have a certain character, you are the type of person who says, I am going forward. And then you, pro- you proceed forward. When it's hurting you, cry, you are still going forward. Because you said it with your mouth. Swear it to his own head and change it not. Law number one. Who you are is more important than what you say or do. Let's look at James quickly. James. Verse 9. Chapter 3. Who you are is more important than what you say or do. Amen. Therewith we bless God, even the Father, and therewith we curse men. Verse 10. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. All I want to be sure about is that you are a fresh water fountain. I have to build a fresh water fountain and after that, it will come naturally fresh water. Amen. 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 That is what God is saying. All we have to do is build a fresh water something or plant a fig tree 
and we will get figs. Plants a vine tree, is that what you call it? And you will get grapes. Plant a mango tree and invest in it. You'll get mangoes. Amen. Number two. The found law number two. Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Okay, my brother, you can go back to your seat. You are blessed. Uh, locate anybody for me who is sleeping and I'll just... Uh, okay, report, report. Eh? You have this report all sleepers. Otherwise, you are disloyal. Anybody who you notice is going like that, whoop. Then you just arrest the person. You are, I'm testing your loyalty practically. Be loyal to me, not to the person sitting next to you. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 19. The first law is, the second law is, the foundation for all shepherds is righteousness. The foundation, the foundation is for all shepherds and pastors. The foundation for all shepherds and pastors is what? Righteousness. Into brackets, departure from iniquity. It is a foundation. With sin, we cannot build. There's no foundation. We cannot build a church on sin. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Amen. Pastor Eddie, uh, who has the amplified version? Amen. Right. Listen to me. The second, the third law is without a foundation of righteousness, the shepherd can do nothing. Without the foundation of righteousness, the shepherd can do nothing. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. Pastor Ed, is it a good one? It could be. But the, fa- the firm foundation of God stands sure and unshaking, bearing the seal or inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names or himself by the name of the Lord give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it. Amen. If you are going to be a shepherd... Turn with me to Psalm 11, verse 3. Psalm 11, verse number 3. Psalm 11, verse number 3. It says, If the foundations be destroyed, what can what? Can the righteous do? What can they do? The answer is what? 
Nothing. If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Nothing. Amen. Underline it in your Bible. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand this. You must realize that the foundation for us to do the work of the Lord is righteousness, holiness. Without holiness and righteousness, there's no foundation. That is the foundation of the fact that you are here is because you are saved. You are born again. You are righteous. And then to continue on further, Pastor Duke, you have to be even more righteous. You have to start to do the right thing. If you are here and you are living in sin, you cannot be a shepherd or a pastor. The Bible says if anyone to be a, must be a pastor or a bishop, he must be blameless. Blameless. That is what it means. I have to straighten my life if I want to lead somebody. Amen. 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 And I'm saying this to you. Righteousness must sit up. Sit up. Righteousness must come into your life. If you are going to be used by God. Straighten out your moral life. Amen. Amen. You cannot live in sin. Fornication. Adultery, lasciviousness, licentiousness. You cannot watch pornography and be a shepherd. Write it down. You cannot watch pornography and be a shepherd. You cannot read pornography and be a shepherd. I once had somebody who was leading worship and he was watching all sorts of uh, pornographic films. You lead worship and then you go and watch pornography. Amen. Amen. You cannot be a shepherd and do evil. You cannot beat your wife and be a shepherd or a pastor. You cannot move around from girl to girl and be a shepherd. Amen. 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 You cannot be a thief and be a shepherd. You cannot steal and be a shepherd. The foundation of the law stands sure having this seal. Let everyone that named the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You cannot be a liar and be a shepherd. A liar and be a pastor. You must tell the truth. And I'm emphasizing this because God is telling me he's going to weed out sin from our midst. I said he's going to weed out sin from our midst. He's going to weed out sin from our midst. If you don't straighten your life, God will straighten you himself. Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it says, if we do not judge ourselves, we will be judged. If you don't deal with it yourself, God will have to deal with it for you. God is telling you now 
put away wickedness, sin. If the right foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Many years ago, I saw, listen, I saw one thing that many people are not and do not do well in life and in ministry because they are not righteous in secret. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many people are doing bad things in secret. Bad things in secret. Bad things in secret privately. There's a lot of evil. That is why many people do not do well. Because if their foundation be strong, what can a righteous do? A righteous man cannot do anything. He, can, he will try, but he's not able to achieve much. He's trying, but he's not doing much because he's not righteous. Righteousness, holiness, prayer, seeking God, fasting, not overeating, drinking wine and beer. Drinking beer. What can a righteous man do if the foundation is destroyed? If he's a drinker of beer and a drinker of wine, the Christian answer to drinking is no, not a drop. As another drop, not a drop, not a drop, not a drop, not a drop. What can you do if you are a drinker? What can you do? You can't do much. What can you do if you have such a problem? What can you do if you have a problem with fornication and the problem is not being solved? What can you do if you are smoking? What can you do if you are such a chronic liar? What can you do for God when you speak like... One time we raised funds uh, 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 um, for our church in uh, um, uh, Takradi. I went there and I said, let's raise funds to buy, uh, build, uh, build toilets. And we have other projects. And so when I tell the people, you buy, you know how many people want to buy a sink? You want to buy a toilet? You want to buy a WC? You want to buy this? After the program, I was discussing with Pastor Hamish. And we have some other projects that we are doing. And he was asking me, so what do we do? I said to him, that we raise this money to buy toilets. So we are buying toilets with the money. We are not standing in front of people and telling them we are going to buy WC. And when, we give, when they give money to buy WC, then we go and use it for something else. That's lying. Amen. Amen. Lying starts... In a small way. And then you become a chronic liar. You get away with all your life. One of the things that God hates is lies. And today charismatic. There are thieves among the church. Liars and thieves. 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 Even in our church office there are thieves. Hmm. This is very interesting. The next one. The next law. I think it's last but one law. Of the shepherd. The hardness of a shepherd is directly proportional to the number of things he can accomplish. The hardness of a shepherd is directly proportional 
to the number of things he can accomplish for God. All right. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse number 3. Thou therefore, have you got it down? The hardness, hardness, hard. Hardness of a shepherd is directly proportional to the number of things he can accomplish. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. Quickly so that we can close. Let's read it. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure what? Hardness. 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 Some of you are too soft. Convenience is what you want. Easy way forward. Teach us more and let us go and rest. We didn't come here to play. You can't sit and stay awake. But if it comes to video and to play and to other things, you can stay awake. But if it comes to being in the presence of the Lord for a long time, you see a problem. Ten types of hardness. Number one, hardness in watching. Jesus said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. The harder you are, the harder you are what? The harder you are as a shepherd, the more things you can accomplish. Number one, hardness in watching. What is watching? Staying awake. Ability to stay awake. It takes hardness. And so come. When you were in the university, you, you were doing what course? How much do you sleep? Um, very little. Um, quite close to our final thesis. You realize that sometimes you sleep. I was sleeping a maximum of three hours sometimes. What Oh, in fact, I could hardly distinguish between nighttime and daytime because you just wake till you drop sometimes. And in my situation, I was combining it with church activities. I didn't let it affect my flow in church. So if I go to church late, leave church late, it means I must take it as daytime when I come back. And so you just go. Great. Sam, Sam, sorry, I can't. What about you? Is it true what he said? Did you do the same course as he did? What happened was I realized that in a week I could count the days we were awake, rather. And we are asleep because I realized that for maybe seven days of the week we are up about five days. And then we just sleep one or two days and then we continue the next week. So like four days, five days, we are up. No sleep. No sleep. I have witnesses. My my own reverend maiden is a witness.
What I was saying is that um, maybe we can go to the classroom for you can be there for about four days. Oh, it's true. <laughs> you, I mean, you won't back what course were you doing? Architecture. Architecture. Four days you go to classroom in a Omali, in a Omali. Very true. But what's the big daddy used to take? Coffee. I mean, raw coffee. Coffee from the circuit. What's the big daddy? Come. He used to do what? Chew coffee. If I chew coffee and maybe cook, but chew coffee. Pastor Big Daddy, what, you are, what, what, what are you doing? Yes, um, it's, it's true. You go maybe on Monday, and what, what we normally do is um, like we have a mattress there, just one mattress for about 10 or 15 people. So you just work. And when you are tired, you, you see people have a mattress in your classroom. It's a mecca. It's about 20 minutes from the hall, so you, you don't go to the hall. So about 30 minutes, you just rest, and somebody else wants to rest. So you have to get up and rest. And then you also have to go to Padre and pray. And go to town and to follow up. You can't afford to. Hardness. That's hardness. If tomorrow they are architects, they are building houses, they have money, they are blessed, and look at them, they feel so good. They are coming with their cars. Eh? Because you are an architect, you feel good. Why? Why? Why not? You know what they are suffering? The man is saying that for four days they don't sleep. And he chews coffee. I've never, since I became a Christian, I was born. I've never met anybody who chews coffee. <laughs> I had a friend, eh, my brother Stanley Joe. He we used to put coffee in a bottle, a big bottle, and just coffee and water, brown. You think it's Coca Cola? Big bottle, no sugar. And then you go to some place to learn with the bottle. We drinking it, drinking it, drinking it, drinking it. Learning hardness. Doctor, not said I used to chew coffee. No, I have not chewed coffee. The harder you are, and they accomplished. They started the church in Kumasi when they were students, and the church was at Kofanochi Hospital, and they were in tech. Kofanochi Hospital and tech are far. Today they are architects, they are pastors, and they are blessed. The harder you are, the more you can accomplish. Tell me somebody say the harder you are, the more. <laughs> so you see, we are here. We are staying awake. Hardness. It's making otherwise, you know what? We could have in a camp, we can have three messages. One message in the morning for one hour. Then after that, we close, we pray, we have lunch, after that afternoon message, we have afternoon message, and then evening message. And then after that, siesta. We come, we eat, and we go. We will, I mean, how much will we have? How many notes do you have now? Do you have a lot of notes? Yes. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. More comes. Hallelujah. 
So you are the harder you are, the more you can accomplish. So me, I used to go for all night. I used to pray, and then when I come back, then I continue learning. That's where I learned how to drink coffee. But I didn't used to drink coffee before. I used to drink so much coffee that coffee became my food. Oh yeah. If my beloved didn't make any stew for me, I just have coffee and then biscuits. Now just eating the coffee when I drink one, I'm okay. And I'll be dead. Coffee every time. My room is smelling of coffee and I'll be dead. Just staying awake. Learning, medical school, anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, pharmacology. I mean, learning things, microbiology, parasitology. We are learning. And then stress, tension. People are not, you are going to excel, you will pass, you will fail. Hey, you will fail, you will pass, you will fail. This is hardness. At the same time, you are doing a church. You say you are called. Nobody approves of you. Bishop, this has rejected you. Reverend, this has rejected you. This pastor has ruled you out. All sides are closed. Only you and your God. And then the examiner to say that you are going to see in the exam. People have heard that I started a church. You say you are a priest. Instead of concentrating on your school, you will see. After church come, I will show you his name, man. When I prayed for him, Am Roberts came to his house the next week. <laughs> Number two, hardness in long prayers. Long prayers takes hardness. Maybe I said I stay, can stay in my room and pray for eight hours continuously. It takes something. Hardness. If you are not hard, you can't accomplish much for God. The next one, hardness in fasting. Ah, that one is more. More hardness. The next one, hardness in fasting for long times. Next one is hardness in fasting without food. The next one, hardness in giving. It takes hardness to give at times. You have to close your mind to all things and just give. Amen. The next one. Hardness in doing multiple jobs. Multiple roles. Like maybe you are a wife. You are a shepherd. You are a, husband, a wife, a shepherd. A mother. A cook. A cleaner. A friend. A sex department. And what else? Choir leader. And everything. Oh. Hallelujah. 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 Hardness in dealing with those you love. When you love somebody, you have to deal with a person with hardness. That's the reality. If you really care for the person, you have to be hard at times. Amen. The next one, hardness in correcting yourself. Sometimes you need to check yourself. And you have to be strict and hard on yourself. And tell yourself, this is wrong. Hardness in reading. Sometimes you have to force yourself to read. The next one, how many do you have? Okay, start another ten. Hard, nine. Okay. Ten. 
Hardness, hardness in watching, hardness in long prayers, hardness in fasting for long times, hardness in fasting without food, hardness in giving, that's five, hardness in doing multiple jobs and roles, like shepherd and uh, worker, pastor and this, whatever, hardness in dealing with those you love, hardness in correcting yourself, hardness in reading, the next one, hardness in studying, it takes hardness to study, it's very hard sometimes to study. The next one, hardness in meditating. The next one, hardness in controlling yourself physically and so on. The next one, Hardness, and that's the last one. No, hardness in listening to tapes and videos. The next one, hardness in quiet time. How many do you have now? 14. And the 15th, the last one, is hardness in doing what? In not doing what is easy and nice. Okay, I will make it two different points. Hardness in not doing what is easy and nice. And finally, hardness to do what is hard and difficult. Amen. The last one. Hardness to do what is hard and difficult for you. Now, I want everybody to do an exercise here. What is hard and difficult for you as a shepherd? And what is nice and easy for you as a shepherd? Okay? Now, if you do what is hard and difficult, you will go forward in the ministry. That's what I've seen. Choose. Divide all the things you are doing into two. Nice and easy, hard and difficult. Do the hard and difficult ones. You will move forward in ministry. Amen. Divide everything that you have to do into two parts. What is easy and what is nice to you. You don't have any stress. It's nice. You do it. You like it. What is difficult for you and hard? Divide the things. Do the one that is hard and difficult. Keep doing it. You see that you move forward. When we started having miracle services, I found it very difficult. The tension to come and pray for the sick and ask that somebody who says he is healed should come. If you will notice around, rarely do people ask for testimonies. Rarely. Yeah. People pray and minister and so on. But rarely do you have even whatever that they will pray for the sick and that somebody is actually healed. Come. Do you know that? It was not easy for me. I, at, at times, you can almost go mad out of the tension. I remember when I went, and God told me, and I learned this principle, that 
Do the things that are hard for you. Just keep doing them. It will become easier. Now it is becoming much easier for me. Amen. And I flow in the power and the anointing more easily. Because I've been doing what has been hard and difficult. I keep doing it. When I went to South Africa, I preached Sunday. I said, you know, I'm going to do it. I don't care what happens to me. I prayed for the sick. I said, you he'll come. Come and see them. Plenty. They said they were healed physically when they were standing there. I mean, I was surprised. This one said this happened. This one said this happened. This one said, I said, oh, praise the Lord. Just do it. Just do it. I was standing on the car park. A lady came to me. I said, what is it? What is it? What do you want? She said, oh, she was holding her child. She came and said, yesterday you prayed for my child. My child was supposed to have operation. She gave me the day. Next month or so, the, the testes, the balls, were not there. They, had, they were not there. They were inside. So they were, so they were going to have an operation to move them. When I, she said, you had prayed. When she went to me, then she checked. They had come. What is hard and difficult? If it is quiet time, that is hard for you. That is what you have to do from now. Just you see how you be a different person. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it will change you. If it is reading, that is difficult for you. Just do it. If it is reading of English language, Vivian, are you okay? Sure. Really? You're just meditating. A spirit came to you. Okay. Listen, I'm telling you something. I'm sharing you something I've never shared before. Amen. Amen. If it is hard and difficult for you, that is the divide the things you have to do in this life, ministry-wise, into two. Put the easy ones here. Put the difficult ones here. Do the difficult ones. Leave the easy ones. Or emphasize on the easy, difficult one. You see that you start to gallop. You start to gallop. I say you start to gallop. Okay, everybody take a paper, write the things that are easy on one side and the things that are difficult on one side. We are going to divide it into two. For you personally, what does it mean to you? We have gone through a lot of things. Is that it? also reading, studying, praying, preaching, visiting, counseling, interaction? What is difficult? What is it that you don't like doing? You get it? Put those ones on the right and put the ones that you like doing and they are not a problem for you. Put the other ones on the left. Amen. Amen, the man. Amen, Amen, the ladies. Divide your life into two segments now. I'm talking as a shepherd, as a minister, as a pastor. Put the easy ones on the left and the hard things on the right. Okay? You must have at least five or ten things on one side and five or ten things on the other side. No, Cynthia, make a line. Divide into two. Hard on, this, on one side, easy on one side. Uh-huh. Pastor T, are you writing the hard and difficult on the one side? Prayer. Is it, is, it, is it difficult to pray? You get it? Then you should move to the right. Okay. Fasting, is it difficult? Move it to the right. <laughs> the visitation, is it easy or difficult? Move it to the if it's easy, if it's easy, move it to the right. If it's difficult, uh, no, if it's difficult to the right, if it's easy to the left. 
interaction, deep sea fishing. You are a shepherd. The deep sea fishing is some way to you. If it's difficult, move it to the right, please. If it's easy, keep it to the left. Okay? Now, preaching. Is it difficult to preach? You feel tense when you preach. Sit somewhere. You feel uh, trembling, running stomach. This, when you have to come and share. Is it somewhere to you? Put it on the right, please. That is one of the difficult things for you. Something is happening here. God is going to take you forward like a bullet. I said you are going to move forward like a bullet. Prayer. Reading. What about reading? Reading. Reading. Is this something that you have not been doing it at all? Then it's something that is hard for you. So please move it to the right side. Study. Now study. Is this some way and difficult? Now study to the right. Study of the Bible. Have you been doing it and getting personal revelation or you just listening to tape? Listening to tape, is it easy for you on the left? Is it difficult for you? Something you don't do much on the right. Alex, I'm not writing. You can't write. Oh, God will bless you for all your hard work. If something is easy but you don't find time to do it, then it is difficult. It's the whole thing. The difficulty is in finding time to do the thing and being able to do it. Amen. Amen. Prissy Mary, have you got everything? All the things. How many things on your left? And on the right? Seven easy things and seven hard things. Okay? Okay? So, the law... Okay, wait. The law of progress for a shepherd eh, is that if you do what is hard and difficult rather than what is nice and easy, you will progress very rapidly. Please write down that law. If you do what is hard and difficult rather than what is nice and easy, you will progress very rapidly. Rapidly, very, very, very rapidly. We progress very, very rapidly in life. Amen. Uh, Alex, please get a sheet of paper and put your own uh, notes. For this hard and difficult, nice and easy. Give him a pen. Ah, uh-huh. so put your hard and difficult in there. Nice and easy. Have you finished? Prayer, visitation, counseling, interaction. Fasting all night. Uh, what? Giving. Giving. First and best. Is it easy or is it difficult? Offerings. Pledges. You can do the same thing for marriage. What are the difficult things in marriage for you? Do them more. Come on now. You're talking to me, sister. Go like I feel the anointing flowing. <laughs> Pastor Eddie, this is the law of pro- rapid progress for a shepherd. The law of rapid progress for a shepherd and a pastor. Find the things that are difficult. Do them. Leave the easy ones. Are you there or you've gone home? Left or right? Left or right? <laughs>
Having sex, I tell you, best and best. First and best, is it on the left or right? Is it on the... How many have it on the easy side, first and best? How many have it on the hard side? Oh, be honest, please. It's hard for some people. Good. All right, on the stage. Hard. Okay. Good. What are the... These are the easy things for you. Difficult things. Difficult things. Difficult to pray. Difficult pray. As much as I want. As much as you want to. Good. Difficult to fast. Difficult to fast. Okay. Difficult to get up early. To get up early. It's difficult to study. Study. And to read. To get up early. Is it difficult for you? Huh? It's not difficult for you. The social. Then you are supposed to get up even earlier. Yes. It's difficult to be punctual. Punctual. And, uh, punctuality. It's punctuality. Being at meetings on time. Shepherds, you come from Shepherd Media meeting. Eight o'clock, they close. You've now come to pose. It's difficult to win a soul. That is to uh, actually establish a presidency. Clap for him. So, the law of rapid progress for you. What are the things you must now begin to do wildly? I'm beginning to pray wildly, to fast, to get up early. But actually, Alexander is getting a wild alarm call. So he's coming and passing. That's what he does. To study, to read, to be punctual, make uh, very conscious about Good. Mr. Samsoya. Clap for Louise. Clap for Louise. What are your easy, your hard things? Give us your hard things. Hard things, quiet time. Quiet time. Yeah. That's one of the How many have got quiet time as one of your hard things? Hard things. Good. I'm glad. You see, he's a pastor. He's not perfect. He's honest. You see, he's not perfect. He's only honest. So the first difficult thing for him is a quiet time. Very important. Number two. Um, visiting people. Visiting people. Hmm. Good. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Um, leading worship is a very hard thing for me. Leading worship? Yes. So that's the thing you must for Me too, leading worship was very difficult for me. But how many approaches I can lead worship now? Ah, if you don't say I know. <laughs> I can lead worship. I can take the service from the beginning. How many have seen me doing it before? From the beginning of the service, I'll take and I'll lead the worship through right up to the time for the choir to sing, and I go and sit down. Oh, bruh. I love you, man. It was very difficult for me. Worship. So I'll just be doing that. Struggling. It makes you become good. At it. Amen. Hard things. Um, it's easy for me to reach. Ah, hard things, please. Steady, sorry. Steady, okay. Okay. Next one. 
Long prayer. Yes. Next one. Leading praise. Leading praise. Sex. Sex. It's hard for you. Yes. See me at our hands on you. I lay hands on you and you just uh, receive an anointing. Take it now. Jesus. <laughs> Okay. Follow up. Okay, what are the easy things for you? Easy, easy. Easy for him to interact. Yes. As easy for me to listen to tapes. Listen to tapes is easy for him. As easy for me to lead prayer. Lead prayer is easy. Reading my Bibles. Reading your Bibles is easy. Okay. Normal prayer. Two hours. Easy to pray for two hours every day. Good. Fasting is very easy for me. Fasting is very easy for you. Wow. Hey, Charlie. Now fast the whole week. Ah. Why? Why doesn't cook in the household? She cooks every time, but she complains. She cooks every time. She complains that you are not eating her food. Yeah. Wow. Forget. You forget to eat. Then you can be saving a lot of money to build a house, no? Huh? Okay, next one. Easy and nice. Counseling. Counseling is easy and nice. Finish. First and best is easy. First and best is easy. Offering is easy. Offering is easy. Witnessing is very easy. Witnessing. Good. Inviting people to church. Inviting is easy. Good. Clap for him. You are a good man. Bless you. Pastor Kakra, come. What is easy for the prophets? Tell us. <laughs> Speak up now. What are the easy things for you? Reading is generally easy. Reading. He reads. He's stolen a lot of my books. Amen. <laughs> Good? Prayer is easy. You can pray for how long? Oh, about six hours. Six hours a day. That's why you are a prophet. It's easy for him to pray six hours a day. Wow. Prophet must interact with the Lord and bring the word of the Lord. You see, everybody is different. Have you seen? Everybody is different. Everybody has his difficult things and his easy things. When you start to emphasize on the difficult, you see how it's moving forward. Next one is what? Preaching is easy for me. Preaching is easy for you. Teaching is easy for you. Sleeping is easy. Sleeping is easy. Eating, okay. Is it difficult for anybody to eat? Difficult for you to eat. Hey. Okay. That's the easy. What are the hard things for you? Listen, please. Visiting people is difficult for me. Visiting people is difficult for you. Good. You see, he's a pastor, and he's saying what is difficult for him as a pastor. Okay. 
Waking up very early is because waking up very is it not because you sleep late? Yes. So if you really want to wake up early, you have to sleep early. But I don't think you can wake up early in life. <laughs> Your work is late, okay? Uh, conducting a miracle service is difficult. Conducting a miracle service is difficult for you, okay? Interacting with people is also difficult. Interacting with people is difficult, for, but it was easy for this one, you see. So he is a pastor, but finds it difficult to interact with people and finds it difficult to visit people. You get what I'm saying? These are very important for a pastor. But the reason why is because he's more of a prophet, prophet than a pastor. Oh yeah. More of a prophetic anointing that is operating on him than even a pastoral anointing. Amen. The calling. Inviting people to church is also difficult for me. Inviting people to church. See, it should be easy for a pastor. More of a prophet. If you want the pastoral one to work, you have to emphasize. Next one. <laughs> Going for funerals, engagements, adoring is difficult for you. You have to force yourself to do such things. Good. What about? Sharing comes. Um, it's not. Honestly, it's Is it under the miraculous miracle service? Um, no. Prophetic say. all nights. Well, I, I don't do it. It's difficult for me. It's difficult. So write it under the difficult so that you do it. Clap for the prophet. Are you learning something here? Are you learning something here? Yes. Everybody is different, and. We all have things that we do naturally and easy, more easily. So the things that are difficult for you, take them and then just run with them. Mr. Safari, come. Easy. Preaching and teaching. Easy. Preaching and teaching. Preaching and teaching. Okay. Praying. Pray. Fasting. Fasting. Visiting. Visiting. First and best. First and best. Offering. Offering. Reading Bible. Reading Bible. Sleeping. Sleeping. Eating. Eating. For the meantime. For the meantime. <laughs> no sex. I'm not married. Okay. Um, hardest. Hard. Hardest. Hard things that I find to do. Things that I find to hard to do. Mm-hmm. Leading praise and worship. Leading praise. Why? <laughs> um, I was discouraged. My father discouraged me that my voice wasn't good. So <laughs> I have not come to. Pastor Johnny, is there anything like a voice that is not good? Every voice has its own touch. Some people are what? Tone deaf. Deaf. They can't catch keys.
Somebody like who? Yes, Kim. Kim was sad from the choir when he started. Keep in the mic. Yes. You can work on it. Get to, but everybody can do it up to a point. Leading worship. Everybody can do it. And I, I mean, I used to have a certain brother called Frankie. I used to call him anytime I preach. I'll tell him, be ready. What I preach on that, you also have to sing. Yeah. But I couldn't, I was helpless. When it comes to singing, I was totally helpless. But now I'm not helpless. I have my own song that I can bring and teach and flow with. Amen. Ha! Second. Okay. Interacting with people for a long time. Why? Short time is okay. Yeah, I, I want to move on. You want to move on after hello and hi. <laughs> wow. Okay. Next one is what? Um, don't broadcast. Uh, you find it difficult. Yeah. Okay. Even though I can preach, but uh, it comes to don't broadcast. Then inviting people to church because I, I'm not able to interact for a long time. Uh, inviting people to church is like. We are so like, but the way I want to do it is not the way I do it. And then social gatherings, uh, <laughs> What are social gatherings? Funerals, outdoors, weddings, and things. I really force myself before I, before you can go. Okay, Reverend Saki, would you tell us? If you tell, if you tell us, tell us, then we will call you. But you tell us, and you didn't ask me. Hard and soft. All right. Crap for the Avengers. Easy one. Deep sea fishing. Easy for him. Deep sea fishing. Very easy for me too. I like deep sea fishing. I can do it easily when I stand there and I'm catching the fish. Straight. Reading. Reading. Good. Listening to tapes. Listening to tapes. Easy. Have you got those things on your list? Okay, next one. Preaching at crusades. Preaching at crusades. Easy. Assisting. Assisting. Easy. True. The hard ones. Hard. Preaching in church. <laughs> Please, they send you a line. I think I can show you that he knows. And we should be also know. Oh. God knows my heart. Um, sleeping is difficult. Yeah, he can't sleep. He doesn't sleep. Just be awake. So if you want to wake up in the night and your alarm clock is not working, just ring him. He'll call you at any time of the night. Oh yeah, he can't sleep at all. 
remaining happy for a long time. Remaining happy for a long time. <laughs> long fasting. Long fasting. Difficult. Clap for the evangelist. All right. Are you being blessed today? So, what is the law of rapid progress? Rather than. Oh, you don't give the whole law properly. If you do what is. You will progress rapidly. Amen. Because the nice and easy ones, you will do them naturally, even without thinking. You will just be doing them. So now move to the things that are difficult and start to do them. And you see how you begin to catapult and escalate in ministry. I've noticed that it's true. And I started to do things that were hard, difficult, started to move. Last law. The law, the effectiveness of a shepherd or leader depends on the level of disentanglement from the world. The effectiveness of a shepherd Wow! Are you tired? The effectiveness of a shepherd or leader depends on the level of disentanglement. How do you spell disentanglement? D-I-S-E-T-E-N-T-A-N-G-L-E Disentangle yourself. Six things that you must disentangle yourself from. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number one, First Corinthians chapter seven. First Corinthians chapter seven. You have enough notes to go and teach a lot of things for a long time. First Corinthians chapter seven. Six things you must disentangle yourself from. Number one, beloveds. Beloved doses. See, sometimes we say this, sometimes we say that, sometimes we say if you get beloved, another time we tell you that it's entangle yourself. All that depends on, you know, the whole angle of the thing. Who you are, when the thing is applied. Amen. Isaac, stand up, please. Isaac, please stand up. Verse 28. But and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. And if a virgin marry, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh but I spare you 
Verse 29. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remains that both they that have wives be as though they had none. And they that weep as though they wept not. And they that rejoice as though they rejoice not. And they that buy as though they possess not. And they that use this world as not abusing it. For the fashion of this world passeth away. Amen. Number one, beloveds. Number two, marriage. Husbands and wives. Number three, marriage. Pregnancy and children. Number one is beloveds. Number two, marriage into brackets. Husbands and wives. They are the first entanglement. Number three, marriage again. Pregnancies and children. It's another entanglement that comes. Number four, work. No, is it number five? Four, work. Number five, sin. And number seven, number six, worldly company. Worldly. Now, amen. We are ending this session, but listen. This is the last law of the shepherd. Are you learning about the laws of shepherds? The laws that concern you as a human being, as a shepherd. You have to disentangle yourself from things in the world if you want to please God. Amen. You have a beloved as though you don't have a beloved. Some of us are here as if we don't have children. But we have children at home who are going to school and who are in the house alone. Yes. If you are going to please God, Adama, it's as though you didn't have all those things. True. You have to disentangle yourself. Release yourself. No man that word entangled himself with that first of his life, that he may be him who has called you to be a son. Otherwise, when you are going out to die, what about if you die? What about if you die? When they say, charge! Forward! How do they say it? Charge. Do they say charge? Or these days, you don't charge. Advance. All troops advance. Then you advance. If I go to kill me and my wife, my child, my this, my that. Yeah. How do you advance? I can't go anywhere. Me, if I was a soldier, I couldn't. I, they say advance. I say, Charlie, if you want to advance, go. You just get up and you sit in your office and you say advance. What do you mean? Huh? It's a manifestation of disloyalty, disobedience. <laughs> but that is why some people are not good Christians. Because of marriage, their husbands, their wives, their beloveds, their work, sin, work, bad worldly company. But when you move with the world, worldly people, they are so somewhere about church. They don't go to church at all. So you, when you are going, it's like you are wasting your time. 
It's like, what extra thing have you bought in your life? I mean, we don't have all these. Yeah. When they are resting and enjoying at home, relaxing, you are Sunday, you are in church. And now you say you are a shepherd and pastor. So, what is your best working day? Sunday, when they are resting. They say, I'm to be rest. Everybody who has a common sense is resting. You say you are a pastor, you are moving around, visiting people and grateful people in their houses. <laughs> and then Monday morning, you are going to work. Damn! I mean, what at all are you up to? If you are close to wealthy people, you will always feel confused when you are doing the work of the ministry. So disentangle yourself. If you are in school, your best mate should not be someone who is in the world. Amen. Amen. Your roommates should be a believer. Okay? When you learn, it should be a believer, probably in your church or somebody who is close. At your workplace, try to get another lighthouse person to be working in the same, make connection for them to also come. Another shepherd, so that after this thing you all move. Amen. It helps. But as you move with unbelievers, you will feel. Pastor Patrick, where is he? I sat to you recently. Come. <laughs> One day he came and he gave, he said something to the church. Um, you said you went out, you, you came from Tamale, you met some other friends who were pharmacists also. You are pharmacists. And then, how did you feel? Do you remember? Um, it was, I think, two years ago, I was in Tamale, and I was going to Accra. And I passed through Kumasi. And when I got there, I went to my um, course who is a pharmacist in Kumasi, and he's doing very well. And when I got there, he had a problem. He was going to buy a new car. Listen, listen. You are a pharmacist, you are living in Tamale instead of Accra. Why are you in Tamale? Well, God wants you to be there. By here, by choice. By choice, okay. When you came to Kumasi, you met your Kumasi. Classmate was also a pharmacist in Kumasi. Okay. And he was my roommate at school. We were very good friends. And when I got there, he had a problem. We wanted to buy a new car. Should he buy a Land Cruiser Prado or the ordinary Land Cruiser? And, and, and it was. No, this is the problem he had. It was a problem. We discussed it for a while, and he said, well, he'll be thinking about it. He was very rich at that time. He wanted to buy, his problem was, should I buy Land Cruiser Prado or the short version? Or Land Cruiser. That's his main problem. <laughs> so I left and I went to Accra and I met my, my brother's wife, who's also a pharmacist. And she told so me. The first one you made, you thought of how you could also be. No, I didn't, I didn't think then. You didn't think then? No, I just left it. We did you were also struggling in Tamale with your old pair. Yes. <laughs> okay. yeah. So I, I, left, I came to Accra and I met my sister-in-law who's also a pharmacist at Kolebu. And she's established a Kolebu pharmacy there. And she's become very well known and she was talk, telling me how far she has come and people come to see her and how well she's doing. And um, then I met my classmate, another one. He's also now importing and exporting, supplying USA. And they all seem to be doing very, very well. And as I, I talked to them, and I went on that evening, 
I had a very clear voice. Patrick, you are a fool. <laughs> here are your, your, your contemporaries, three of them. And my cousin, who's also a pharmacist, had just bought a brand new, um, a new car. And here were three pharmacists, four pharmacists, all classmates, and four are doing very well, and I was doing well too. But, <laughs> but the, I, had a very, I had a very clear word that evening, that Patrick, a very big fool. Look at your contemporaries. Look how well they're doing. You're in family struggling. And as I sat there, that was a Tuesday evening, and I said, no, I got up, and I went to church. It was a Tuesday evening, so I just came to church. And, and when I entered, the, it was the cathedral, that was two years ago, I entered the place, I went past college, and I got into the, the cathedral. And when I got there, and I saw the people there, so Reverend Saki, I saw the bishop, I said, no, I did right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I made a good choice. Amen. Thank you. Now, if all your friends are buying Land Cruiser Prados, and all the people that you are moving with are at a certain worldly level, you look foolish. And he said he had a clear voice that day that you are a fool. Yeah. So, it becomes difficult to go on wildly in the ministry because you have not said that you are a fool. Because he's, he's a pharmacist. And he's not just a pharmacist, he's finished pharmacist. He's got a master's degree, isn't it? Qualified to, to teach. His wife is PhD, Dr. PhD. She could be working for whatever, but God has spoken to them to be in Tamale. What is in Tamale? They were in Norway, and then they were in Norway. Ooh, they passed over Accra and went to Tamale. Two guns. Do you think if you are always interacting with such people, you will feel free to give yourself more and more and more and more and more and more to the ministry? That will be difficult. As you disentangle yourself, if you feel freer to kill, kill yourself for the Lord, if that's what you do. When I became full time, the person I was seeing was Reverend Saki, Pastor Eddie. He was also One day we sat in the office. He was, I was sitting there, he was sitting there, and I looked at him. It was in the afternoon. I was sitting there of that time the church was now developing. Nobody comes for counseling. So we were sitting in the office alone. <laughs> we had made a stable. My father had stables he used to keep his horse. Top hand, wire worry, panorama, uh, Onoport, and Selavi. Uh, they were all there. We had converted it into church offices, stables. We were having new believers school in the stable. We put a light there. And we have been believers. See, you remember? Yeah. I sat at the office. Yeah, Doctor Missy. I sat down. And yes, Reverend Saki, lawyer. And then I said to him, What are we doing? It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. What are we doing here? 
But today we are here, we are still moving on. And one day when we get to heaven, you see, it's worth it. I like what somebody said, one man of God said about Archbishop, that he was very pleased with the Archbishop, and he's called him home for various reasons. I was very busy, done well, very well. I want that to be said about me one day. Not only by a human being, but by the Lord. Be very, very well. Come. Come for your things now. Your land goes up, Prados that you didn't get. Come for them. Be riding on the streets of gold. Cars made out of diamonds. Sit in the car. Just sit in the car. You just spread. Pa, 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 pa. And the car navigates itself, moving on streets of gold. And I will see some people are way better. How are you? You are working and you keep working and coming. <laughs> I am proud that I didn't have on earth. I'm now having it on in heaven. Lay up for yourself treasures in the heaven. Amen. Amen. So the more you disentangle yourself from the world and the things in the world, the easier it is for you to go out there and do it. Beloveds, it's good to have a blood. At times, it's also not good to have a blood. Or sometimes, when you have a blood, if you don't have a blood, married, you're married as if you are not married. There's so much involved in the work. Your work, it's true that you work. Look at all the people here. As if they don't have jobs. Look at as if they don't have jobs. Like they are all workers. Workers. But I don't know, what do you do? I'm a public health. I'm a public health physician and the head of the department of Community Health School of Medical Sciences. Come in my university of science and Head of department of what? Community health department head, University Ghana, the University of Science and Technology Medical School. Head of the pathway, SMS. He's here. As if he's jobless. Where do you work? Military Academy and Training Schools. As what? Um, I teach at the Military Academy. And I'm an officer commanding the School of Education at the Military Academy. <laughs> Where do you work? Mana Mission Hospital. Wow. What do you do there? I'm a theater supervisor. Theater supervisor. What is a theater supervisor? What do you do as a theater supervisor?
school. Hmm? God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10-9 Central on ABC.